Hi, hello everyone. Welcome to Pleiadian Knowledge. Today, in this video, we're going to be sharing a conversation that we had with Aneka about the stars. Um, as you maybe already know, the stars are not a thermonuclear ball who is burning in super high temperatures. It's actually a very pure energy, very high frequency. And it's actually our planet, well, the planet in general, who translate these frequencies into heat, for example. And also the stars are, all of them, portals, and they are all connected in between them. Some races use them to travel in space, and among other things. So we wanted to know more about the stars, and especially about the stars from the Pleiades, and you're gonna see how Aneka is going to be explaining us why our science is, is wrong when saying that the Pleiades are too young for having any life in them, the dynamics of the stars a little bit. Um, there's, there's gonna be another part where we go more into deeper in the conversation, uh, but first I hope you enjoy this one and I will see you in the next video. What are the characteristics of the stellar cluster of the Pleiades? In what else is our science wrong other than cataloging it too young to contain life? The entire time frame about everything outside the Van Allen belts is different from what you are told. For example, the age of a star is catalogued by the spectrum of light that it emits, which determines the components of the star, what gases it has, and depending on that, a table already formulated by them will put it either as young or old. The first problem is that you can only see from Earth 60% of the light frequency that a star has in 5D. As we already have said, 5D is the most common base frequency of matter or the material world. And this also includes the Hubble telescope in the orbit because it is below the Van Allen bands. 60% of 100% between 5 is 20%. 3D would be 3 multiplied 20% equals 60%. Just 60% of 5D can be seen from planet Earth with a range of error of 40% non-observable. There is the first problem. The second is that they take a stellar object that is moving away from Earth, like in the principle of the expansion of the universe, that is said to be expanding. But this is a mistake. Another problem of observation. They can only see the light emitted by the stars or distant galaxies to study them. Then they see that this light has a tint that moves towards the red side of the white or visible light spectrum. This is because according to them, the red light wave is the longest of all the colors that compose it. Therefore, the object they observe is moving away from them at high speed, according to their science. In part, that is logical to observe and everything, but they begin to generalize and that is where the big problem is, because they take space as a void, when it's not a void or an empty space, it is a fluid or a liquid at high existential vibrational frequency. So the light passes through said fluid and refracts it as it goes through it, losing its power and leaving only the components of white light spectrum in reds, which are the ones that take the longest to dissolve 
or that can travel the farthest. This means that the spectroscope readings that determine both if a galaxy or a star are moving away as the results of the chemical analysis of a star based on the light it emits are wrong because the light is not the same nor with the same properties of when it came out of the star. In the case of M45, the problem is especially noticeable because in addition to the problem above, the light from all the stars passes through the nebula that surrounds them, changing the readings even more. Another lateral problem to this is that even if the stars of the Pleiades were young, which are not, human science is very attached to Darwinism and the evolution of the species. So they will say that there was not enough time for life to evolve there, much less to form a complex civilization. And as you well know already, my race did not evolve there, it was founded by emigrants of Lyra. But as you said in your last video, life does not evolve, it is sown. Natural selection does work and it is part of the whole, but only selects fittest individuals within a species. It cannot create one species from another. So simply, human science is too far behind to understand why the Pleiades are full of life and they are not as young as they say or calculate. It is only human egocentrism that works here assuming that they have already reached the power to understand everything when they are still far behind. Besides all this, time in 5D is not linear. So it makes no sense to assign a linear time value to something from outside Earth because they could only observe that with Earth's time frame of reference, and that doesn't apply outside. The first problem is that they can only see from Earth 60% of the light frequencies that a star has in 5D. As we have already said, 5D is the most common base frequency of matter or the material world. And this also includes the Hubble telescope in orbit, because it is below the Van Allen bands. I quote this part above, 5D is the most common base frequency of matter or the material world. This is a point of view as accepted by the species, races and cultures that live in 5D, but Yaski differs drastically from all of this. For her, it's all spiritual world. The matter is only a manifestation of the spirit and consciousness, an idea. I only clarify this so not to enter into a controversy with her, and I use that sentence about 5D in an explanatory way. Wow, fascinating. Lots of technical data. Incredible. Wow, Aneka, thank you so much. I have a question about something you just explained. You are welcome. Okay. This part I didn't understand very well. What do you mean when you say it gets refracted when it passes through it? Yes, the light, as when it passes through the water, is losing strength, starting with the bands of light of greater frequency, the violet and the blues, leaving the yellows and the orange and the reds at the end. In other words, as light passes through space, it becomes tired, because it is not an empty space, a void. It does offer resistance to the advancement of everything, including photons. I understand, thank you. And is it this what Earth science detects as the universe is expanding? Yes, they are based on that. 
and in their Big Bang Theory, which never happened, since this is esoteric symbolism. In other worlds, distant galaxies are not moving away, as they say, based on the light data they receive from them. Their light is only getting tired because it comes from so far. They receive wrong data, so their conclusions are also wrong. As Yazid would say, the fact that the universe is not expanding does not mean that it has no movement. If it's not expanding, how are actually the universe moves? Like toroidal movements? They are mostly cyclical, repetitive. Yes, toroidal, exact. Because that is the basic form of the energy's movement. And energy and matter are two sides of the same. But there is another more complicated aspect. Within this movement, the position of all changes from temporal line to temporal line from person to person. Then the perceptible movement will only be or will be seen in let's say a direction in particular from a time progression frame of reference from one place or person but it will change for another. In other words, although if we could verify that a galaxy is moving away from us by observing, that movement or direction of movement is only valid from our perception, but not for the other people or points. Precisely because all movements are subject to time. Without time, there is no movement. And since time is plastic and non-linear, only semi-linear according to people and according to the agreements of perception they have with each other. Even if a galaxy is moving in one direction, that is only valid for us and for no one else. But the universe as a whole is out of all time, because it comprises all existential frequencies and densities as a whole. So this is where human concepts collapse, that the universe was created out of the Big Bang, and that one day it will end, and you enter into the concept of eternity that the universe has always been and always will be, and also life, only having apparent cycles obeying apparent linear time, only applicable from the point of view of a density or frequency of consciousness. That is why death does not exist, because it is only an apparent linearity, illusory within a greater atemporal frame, permanent, infinite. Very interesting, Aneka. Now I understand much better. Thanks. You are welcome. I see. In fact, I always felt something like this, as each everyone perceived reality different, but perhaps we understood it the same by agreements, for example in the perception of colors and time. Yes, we only see things in a similar way, by agreements, but it can never be the same. And the more people differ in thinking, the more different it will be too. So, leaving aside our null science, how do you define the Pleiades cluster, according to your science? Within the lifetime frame of a star as its perception of linear life, because they also have it, they are half-life stars, like this sun, Sun 13th. They are within a cluster, working in conjunction with each other, cooperating with each other, all the stars. But they are not only nine, much less seven, they are countless within the cluster. For example, Taigeta, 
is a binary system since it has Satikleia, a white dwarf according to human science. Satikleia, midnight sun, is not counted within the nine stars of M45, but it is there, and it serves for white life like a moon. As the moon would do for Earth, since none of the Taigeta planets have natural moons, only artificial space stations. What do you mean when saying it serves for white life? How does it affect? Because Satikleia is very close to Taigeta, so it illuminates the nights of the planets as the moon does with the Earth, and Satikleia affects the rhythms and life cycles of all animals and plants. And by the same cycles of Satikleia, as it orbits Taigeta, it also varies how it illuminates each planet, and this is astronomically predictable. It has cycles. What do you mean by a mid-life star? Taking life as a reference from the moment a star is born until it dies, they have half a life, like the Sun 13th. This having as a time reference the apparently linear life cycle of the star of which it is spoken. As I have explained above, they are eternal, but also all living beings are. So it is only from a particular frame of reference to how they perceive time, where it makes any sense that it was born, lived and died. Okay, I understand, thank you. And what happens when their life ends? Although I understand the concept you tell me about eternity. The life of someone or of a star? Although technically a star is also someone. Of the star. It tends to become into brown dwarfs and become a portal when completely collapsing. It is what we, or the races in general, call a gravity hole which is not the same as a black hole, but it is related. A gravity hole can be formed in many ways. They can be seen as potholes on a bad road. When traveling, the ships must know where they are, or can receive a shock and disorientation of sensors and all that. They are on the maps, the star maps. How interesting! Awesome! Those potholes or gravity wells are not a problem for ships in supraliminal flight, only when they are in a propulsion mode. Taigeta is a white star, and Satikleia is a white dwarf according to your science, right? In equivalent, yes, but for example, human science says that the Sun 13th is a yellow star, but that color tint is only observed from Earth, below the Van Allen bands. From the outer space outside the Van Allen bands, it is perceived as white. Another example of how colors are altered and it changes the data received by humans. Yeah, I see. Since all suns are portals, where does your sun Taigeta connect? I mean, where is the black hole of your star? It is not a fixed wormhole with an entry and an exit. From the inside, all the suns are connected, infinite variables, but even so, there are exits that are stronger in frequency than others, dominant outputs. In the case of all the stars of M45, they interconnect with each other, because it is a very close energy system between them. All M45 stars converge on Alcyone, the main one, and the one that the others orbit very slowly. 
en Alcione with Aldebaran, Aldebaran with Betelgeuse.